tonight, that, that's really what I want to talk about. Like, it starts with an encounter with Jesus that completely changes everything, right? Moments can change uh, everything in our lives, right? I mean, Shout was, was awesome for, for me as well. And then um, <clears throat> this week was pretty exciting as well. On Tuesday, uh, Grace and I celebrated two year, our two-year wedding anniversary. I know. Two, I know what some of you are thinking, two whole years, man, that's a long time for Grace to put up with me. You know, some of you are like, man, that flew really fast. Others are just confused why you didn't see a giant Instagram post expressing my love for her. But uh, man, I'm just not really that way inclined. But uh, that's all good. You know, it, it's been an exciting two years and um, oh man, we've, we've got some really, really exciting news uh, that we, like in terms of our family. Uh, no, my brother, though, he has a baby, um, and she's really cool. Um, but, you know, but, like, this is really new for me because, like, I'm passionate about high schoolers. You know, I believe that there's a revival coming that's going to change our city and change our world through, through the next generation, right? That's why I'm passionate about raising a generation to reach a generation. Like, I love high school. That's why I do what I do. You know, and then there's intermediate kids. <laughs> Not as much, right? <clears throat> And then it goes into primary school kids. I mean, I have so much respect for all our kids' ministry guys, man. You guys are legends. <laughs> I couldn't do it. Um, and, then, and then there's babies. Man, I've never held a baby before, right? And I never want to. Right? I mean, I never wanted to. Like, you know, people would force me to hold babies. And I, actually, I did once, and I didn't like it, right? <laughs> it, was, it was weird. It was uncomfortable. I, my back was sweating, like, I was just like, man, I'm going to break it. You know, it was, it was just this really, really uh, weird time. But then all of a sudden, uh, my brother uh, and his wife, they have this kid. Um, funny enough, her name's actually Leela. Weird. So it's actually really weird what I'm talking to her. Hey, Leela. <laughs> I don't want to go any further with that joke. It's just weird things coming through. Anyway, but honestly, I love this little girl, man. Like I, like, but it's changed everything in, in, in our family. Like I go home and I actually want to hold her. You know, we, we play and like, man, and babies, man, they don't really do much. They eat, sleep, poop, and then repeat. Right? That's all. And then, and then, like, they don't do tricks. Right? Right, the, oh, she, she does, I mean, apparently this is a trick, but she started to, she's learned how to smile. Yeah, but I was like, oh, but it took her four weeks to be able to do that, right? I can smile. <laughs> but, you know, but, but it's weird. I've always found that really weird, but here I am, like, doing the stupidest things to try and make her smile. <laughs> you know, like, and now, um, man, Grace has got some weird videos like that. Um, <laughs> that I hope you never, ever see. You know, but, but this kid is, has changed everything in our family. You know, it's the first grandkid, so all of a sudden, you know, my parents are grandparents, my grandparents are great-grandparents, and my brother's a dad. Uh, you know, like, I'm an uncle, never, never experienced that before. Um, it's even changed how, what e-group looks like. <laughs> on, uh, on Friday, oh, sorry, on, on last Wednesday, we had Tegan trying to put her to sleep, uh, and then when she nearly started crying, we had Josh pull out his phone and show her TikToks to try and calm her down. Like, man, things just got a bit weird. <laughs> uh, but, but everything changed. And, and, you know, there's just some moments in our lives, the encounters that we have where everything changes. Right? That's what an encounter with Jesus does. It changes our lives forever. You know, and that's why, I mean, that's why I'm here. 
That's why I'm here doing this, because an encounter with Jesus when I was a kid, man, that changed everything. It changed the direction of my life. And that's why I'm standing here. You know, and, um, and when we have God encounters, everything changes. And, and that's the same for the woman at the well, right? If you go to your Bibles in John chapter 4, right? Uh, it's a story of, of this woman, and she's just hanging out. At, uh, well, she actually, Jesus is hanging out at the well, and she's just minding her own business, and she goes to, to get water, and then Jesus starts talking to her, right? She has this encounter with Jesus, and then she leaves. Her life is completely different to what it was before. Right? Her, she f- finds salvation, her eternity sorted, she, she, she's healed from, from her shame, uh, you know, she finds value and, and all of this kind of stuff, all from an encounter with Jesus. And all it was was just spending some time with God. You know, Jesus is sitting there, and, um, and, and there's this lady who, who man, he, there was many times where Jesus wouldn't even reveal himself to people. You know, when, when he would ask his disciples, man, who do you say I am? Who do they say I am? And, and they go, man, you're the son of God. And he goes, I didn't say it to you. You know, the Holy Spirit revealed it. But to this lady, he goes, no, I am the Messiah. Right? An encounter with Jesus, man, changed her eternity. It changed her life forever. You know, in, um, in, in John 4, like, this is also the longest ever recorded, um, in, like, uh, conversation that Jesus has with anybody in the book of John, right? Did you know that? I didn't. <laughs> Google told me. Um, but, but basically, there's this woman, right? And in and, and that time, women were, like, had less social value, right? Uh, and then there were also, she was also a Samaritan woman, which meant that she had even less social value uh, and things. But here was Jesus, who spent more time with her than anybody else, even though that everything in her world told her that she had no value. And here was Jesus, an encounter with Jesus that lets her know, hey, you know what? I don't care what everything else in your world says. Here's what I say, and you're worth my time. You're worth my love. You're worthy of this whole thing, and I'm here for you. And that's what an encounter with Jesus can do. And, you know, there's some people in here, and I reckon there's some labels that have been put on you, or there's some things that you've been told your entire life in terms of your value. But I'm here to tell you the truth of Jesus. An encounter with Jesus would tell you the exact opposite. That he gave everything for you. That he places value on you. That, that he loves you and he cares for you. You know, in, in this encounter that this lady has with Jesus, she also... Um, she tries to hide the truth. So Jesus kind of caught, like it's a weird, sassiest moment of, of Jesus's, like, you know, the, the, like Jesus' story. He's like, hey, um, go, go tell me about your husband. She's like, oh, I don't have one. He's like, I know, you've had five. <laughs> he's like, ooh. Yeah. And, but then he's like, and on top of that, the person you're with now, he's not even your husband. And it's, yes, it's scandalous, right? There's this shame in it, but, but the way it's scandalous, you know? There's this, there's this shame that she has in it to the point where she was trying to hide it, but I love that Jesus calls it out. And now Jesus doesn't call it out to be like, hey, you are so bad. Jesus calls it out near the end because it's like Jesus saying, hey, like I've known that this thing that you've been trying to hide from me, that shame that you've been carrying this whole time, I've known about it the whole time. And I still chose to spend all this time with you. I still chose to reveal my love to you. I still chose to give you salvation eternity. I still love you and care about you. And that's what an encounter with Jesus does for each and every single one of us. 
You know, and I think once again today, and if you've ever encountered Jesus, maybe it was a shout, maybe it was before that, maybe it was even tonight in, in worship, because like I said, the Spirit of God is here in this place, and you, you probably would have left with feeling, man, man, I, I'm loved. I'm valued. I, I don't have to walk with shame any longer, and He's taken my shame. See, that's what an encounter with God does. And, but my favorite part of the story uh, actually comes a little bit later on, uh, near the end of the story. Uh, and it is in, um, in verse 28. And it goes like this. So the woman left her water jar and went away into town and said to the people, come see a man who told me all that I ever did. Can this be the Christ? They went out of the way and they were coming to him. See, her response after the encounter with God was to leave everything and to tell everyone. What's your response to an encounter with Jesus? When you encounter Jesus, what do you do about it? See, we've had this awesome time at Shout. We have these awesome times at youth and, and Sunday. We encounter Jesus, but, but I want to challenge us. What are we doing with that encounter? What is, it, what is that doing in, in our world? And, and I love what, what that results in for when she goes and tells everyone in verse 39, it says this, many Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. And this is the whole point. This is kind of the, the, what I want to get across tonight is this one thing, right? See, an encounter with God can change your life. But your testimony has the power to change your world. Right, let me say that again, because if you don't get anything out of this entire thing, right, this entire night, I hope you take this away, which is this, right? An encounter with Jesus is going to change your life, but it can go beyond that, and it can actually has the power to completely transform your world, to change your world. You know that thing that God's done in your life? You can keep it to yourself, or you could tell somebody about it and see God do the same thing in their life. You know how God saved you? He brought you out of brokenness. He can do that in your family. You know how God healed you from that anxiety and that depression? Man, if you share your story, man, I wonder if God can do that in your friends. You know how God gave you hope? I wonder if you shared that hope, what that would do in your school. See, because an encounter with God, yeah, it's for you, but it can go so much further than just that. It can change your world. It can change your life. It can change your school. See, if you've had a moment with God, you know, you know that that's the case. And, and um, in verse 42, I also love this part. It goes, they said to the woman, it is no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this indeed is the Savior of the world. Man, your testimony has the power to change worlds and, and to bring people into an environment with God, but it actually is for them to encounter Jesus themselves. See, God isn't just is for you and He loves you, but He's also for your family. Right? God, God is for you, and He wants to heal you and, and bring hope, but he, he also wants to do that through you in your school, in, in your workplace, in your, in your friend group. See, but, but it's up to us, you know, but, but God wants to do that in your school. See, man, we, we're seeing this revival and this movement of young people praying in high schools, right? By the gate. Make some noise if you do by the gate at your school. Yeah? Man, it's making, making a huge difference. We're hearing all these testimonies of what it's doing, and that testimony is encouraging more and more people to do the same thing. 
But I wonder, man, why does it just have to stay there? Why don't we start to push this into every single area of, your, of our lives? Man, I wonder if we, if we can see this stuff happening in universities. Man, I wonder if we can see this happening in, in houses, just praying, uh, praying for things, right? I, I find our world so interesting, which is that we, uh, we're so good at social media, right? I, I have this very love-hate relationship with social media. I'm not very good at posting on it. Uh, I actually really overthink a whole lot, and then I'm like, oh, should I, shouldn't I? And then I just end up not posting at all. Um, but, or I post weird photos that, you know, everyone's a bit like, why would you do that? Anyway, um, but, but one of the positive things about social media at the moment, and, and, you know, with everything that's going on in our world right now, uh, is, is, that, is that it's brought light, it's helped us bring light to injustice, and it's helped us bring awareness to the brokenness in our world to do something. Right? But I wonder what it would look like if we were to use the same thing to bring light to the goodness of God in our lives and bring awareness of the power of God and what He's done in our lives, what that can do, the power that it carries. Because see, like I keep saying, the point of this whole thing is that your testimony has the power of God in it to change your world, right? And then the reason that it is, you know, it isn't just because it's your truth, right? You know, it's, it's, not, like, it's not like, man, this is what happened to me and nobody can argue with it. The, the reason for it is that it's, um, that it's, um, cause you know, all the, actually that all, the whole, your truth and my truth stuff, like it, another way to actually put it is your experience, uh, versus my experience, right? But it's not experience that changes lives. You know, the Bible doesn't say your experience shall set you free. It says the truth will set you free. You know, once again, it's not our truth but it's the truth. And the way that the Bible defines the truth, the way that Jesus defines the truth is, is as himself. You know, he, he goes, you know, I am the way, the truth, the life. Not our truth, but the truth. You know, um, in, in John 14, 6. And that's why our stories and our testimonies can change our world because when they align with the truth of who Jesus is, they carry his power Right? Our story carries the power of the truth of Jesus, and that's what changes lives. Right? That's what brings hope. That's what brings healing. That's what, can, that's what changes lives and, uh, and brings hope. You know, um, when, they, when we align with, with who Jesus is and what he's done, right? You know, like Pastor Scott said this morning, uh, if you were here in the morning services, I reckon it's really good if you want to be here. Uh, for the morning services. In those spaces, you know, I'm not the oldest person in the room, um, but there's a whole lot of other old people, right? But the pastor God was preaching this morning, uh, and, and he goes, you know, the, the, the truth of God is this, right? And, and I think this is so important, that God is good, that God is with you, He fights for you, and He'll bring victory. See, and that's where the power comes from to change our world. See, this isn't just experience, this isn't just our truth. This is our experience aligning with and carrying the truth, which is His Word, and that's what changes lives, and that's what changes worlds. See, we see the Word of God in Genesis, right, where, where He just speaks and things come into being. That's the power of the Word of God. 
You know, when he speaks, you know, um, we see it bringing healing throughout the Gospels. Whenever Jesus says, man, you are forgiven or you are healed, all of a sudden the miraculous happens and, and people start to see, people start to be forgiven, people start to be healed. Right? That's the power of the Word of God. Um, and, and we read in Isaiah 55, 11, that his word never, ever returns void, right? That's the power of the word of God, right? And when our story and our testimony, when our encounter with God aligns with the truth of God, it carries his word, and therefore it carries his power, that when we speak, when we share it, man, that power goes into our world. It can change lives. It can do things in our family and our schools, but it just comes down to us actually stepping out and sharing what God's done in our lives. My shout testimony actually um, is from, from 2009, right? That was my first shout that I'd ever been to. I didn't even know Equipus Church existed at that point. Uh, I think it, maybe I was about maybe 14 or 15, year 9 or 10. And I remember going in, it was at the town hall, and I was standing up there in the, um, in the second or third balcony. And I remember uh, looking at just having this moment with God. And, and I remember seeing this picture or, or this thing where it was just, I just saw buses of high schoolers, right? As a 15, 16-year-old, right? Uh, buses of high schoolers from all around the, uh, all around the city coming into this space uh, and, and just having, playing some insane games and encountering Jesus and seeing thousands of people get saved. And that's what I saw as, as a 15-year-old. And this thing, it, it came, it arrested my heart. You know, I was so excited about it. Um, and I, I, and do you know how people like just like doodle in their books? Anyone a doodler? <laughs> right? I, just, I just used to write random things. But I, um, there was this thing on my heart. I could never shake it for years and years, all the way into my, like, uh, my, my, um, my folder at school, even in my year 13 folder. Um, I just kept writing the same thing over and over again. Um, you know, I'm just a bit of a weird, a weird kid. Like, I've always loved the church. I've always been like a, a church fanboy. Um, man, do you know how you like, does anyone still decorate their, like, school books, like, with pictures and stickers and fun things like that? Yeah, I was such a dweeb. I, um, <laughs> I had, like, pictures of Hillsong United on there. <laughs> anyway. Um, but I remember, but I remember, like in this book, writing, and and the weird thing that I kept writing was this thing, and it always said um, it was these two words, and it was just <laughs> I feel kind of weird sharing this. It's so weird, um, but it's this right. It just said the rising, <laughs> which is real strange because in five days' time, right, I'm get, I get to be a part of something with thousands of high schoolers from all across Auckland jump on buses, come into a venue, right, and encounter Jesus, right? And I get to be a part of that as a 27-year-old from a picture that God showed me as a 14-year-old, right? And that's called the uprising, if anyone doesn't know that. And I didn't start it. I didn't do anything. I just get to be a part of it. But that's something that God showed me and God spoke to me as a 14-year-old. And I'm living it out as a 27-year-old. All that to say is that if God can use a dweeb, he can. No, kidding. All that to say is that God's word never returns void. 
Whatever God has spoken in your life, whatever dream that He's put on your heart, whatever He said to you, man, that carries weight. That carries power. God hasn't forgotten those dreams that He's put on your life, that desire for you to see your family saved, that desire that you have that that just makes you so angry to see your friends hurt and just going and chasing the wrong things. Man, I believe God's put that in your heart. He said that He's going to bring freedom. And I know when God says something, He does it because I've seen it to be true in my life time and time again. And I know He can do the same for you. You know, like I said, a moment with God can change your life, but He can also use it to change your world. But all we need to do is be bold and trust that He can do it. To actually step out and share. You know, when your parents ask you, hey, what did you do last week? Man, what did you say? You know, when you went back to school and your friends or when you went back to work, you know, if you've had an encounter with God, but when people asked you, what did we say? Did we tell them the truth? Man, I had this encounter, this moment with God and it changed everything. Or did we hold it in? And I just want to encourage us, man. Man, God is for you. He's with you. He's fighting battles on your behalf and He's going to bring victory. Like that's the truth of who God is. But that's not just for you. That's for every single person in our world. Right? Shout these moments that we have with God. They can either just be moments in our lives or they can be th- moments that change the lives and the worlds of people all around us. But it comes down to how do we respond to an encounter with Jesus? What do we do beyond the encounter?